Back in the days of Apollo, sending humans to the moon was the only viable way to get the scientific data we wanted. But now, with our computer and robotics technology, there's very little an astronaut can do on Mars that a well-designed rover can't. Hello and welcome to episode 438 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a comics and health episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of whatever. Uh, That's a little quote by Andy Weir. Because we're going to be going to space in a couple of our comics today. And I agree, agree with that quote. It's like, what do we even need humans to go up in space when we can send AI and technology and all that stuff? And not risk the lives of sending them into space until we're, we know everything's safe and good to go and works fine. And then send the humans up there. Uh, that would make the most sense in my opinion. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> I'm a land lover. A planet liker. Planet walker. I don't want to go flying out in the vast emptiness of space. Unless we got technology up to Star Trek level. Or the Orville or something like that. Alright. Got a little stack of comics today. Not too many. But a little something something to go over. We're starting out with Astronaut Down. This is from Aftershock Entertainment, or Aftershock Comics. And this is number one. I just got, I just picked up the first one just to see what this was going to be all about. See if I could get a feel for it. And I got a little description here. If I could find the thing, it would help if I... Would have marked a page, maybe. I wouldn't be wandering through trying to figure this out. But this is part of three new launches from uh, Aftershock Comics. And this one is Astronaut Down from James Patrick and Rubin. In this sci-fi epic, we follow Douglas, an astronaut, sent on a pan-dimensional mission to save the world from ruin. Along the way, he'll contend with challenges of all kinds, including the chance to reconnect with his lost love. I I thought this was a journey of the three people that go into space. I didn't think it was just about him. But I get the concept because of the ending, how how this first issue ended. I see where it's headed towards uh, focusing on him. But I thought we'd see, we'd be focusing on a few different characters through this storyline, but apparently not. I know when I read the storyline, it basically... Focused on one person, but when I read this comic, it felt like there was going to be a little more to it. Uh, Not really sure about this storyline. It kind of gives you 
some astral projections, uh, out of body experience, some travel trouble, uh, spaceship trouble, going into space issues and all that stuff. And there's some confrontation with some outside players in the storyline. And uh, I don't know how that's going to play back in that. And later on, as far as what that's going to have to deal with if they're government related or what their whole connection to this whole space exploration thing is. But I wanted to jump on this run, but I'm glad I didn't. I just basically got in on the first issue because I was able to get it for half off. And it's like, what the hell? For that price, I'll check it out, see where it goes. Uh, but it's not, not, not really grabbing me. Not, not at all what I was expecting. Kind of a little bit of what I was expecting, but I don't know. Not really sure. I can't remember how many issues that run was going to be if they said or not, but, but then a run that I have been enjoying the monkey Prince. I got a second copy of issue five, which was the fun story that I just talked about. Not long ago. I believe it was on, uh, one of the last under the cull episodes where we got the monkey transferring schools and, Meeting up with this chick that plays around with some monkey-related questions. And all of a sudden, she turns into a demon and attacks monkey. The monkey prince. Which is one of my favorite issues so far. And they've all been great. I, I, I really like this series says limited series. I want to say it's a 12 issue. But it could be less than that. We'll see. Hopefully 12. But uh, the reason I bought a second copy is in the other company that I buy stuff from. They had a Fin Fang Foon style dragon doing a, a cover shot like Jaws with monkey on a little floating uh, water toy. Then you got the dragon coming up from the depths of the ocean like Jaws. And it just, this was just such an awesome cover. I had to get that one because that one's going to have to get framed eventually. And get put on the wall of, uh, wall of some of the top covers that I've collected over the years. If I ever get a house <laughs> that I could do that with. 
And next up, we checked out Samurai Sonya. This one was another one that I was debating on getting in on. And I decided, screw it, I could get the first issue for half off. Fine, I'll try it, check it out. It had me intrigued, and then for some reason I just lost interest in it. That's why I decided I'd just go ahead and get the first issue and just, I can always trade it out down down the road. And this gives some history of a child whose father fought the demons. That wiped out a lot of the clans, the samurais, all the warriors, and just took everything out in, in the wars that they went through. Where basically the emperor fell, the shogun, shoguns fought for control of the lands after the emperors fell, after emperor fell. Uh, and then that's where the greatest samurai were tested and some transcended into legend and tales of their bravery live to this day after they fought these demons and became folklore or whatever you want to call it stories in the scrolls and that people would read in the future. She was the daughter of one of the warriors, and you see, get to see her test, her test to bring her to her purpose in life, her of her taking over for her father and fighting demons. Dealing with her own demons along the way. Again, I didn't jump on this. I just checked out the first issue. After reading that, I wish I would would have jumped on it. Because now I'm a couple issues behind on ordering, so now I'm just going to wait and trade it out unless I find a, a sale that has the issues I'm missing. But uh, for now, I'll wait for the trade to come out. And I enjoyed it. I say if you like samurai folklore and stuff like that, and those type of characters, you might enjoy this one. I like the story, the way they did it. The art. Yeah. There's moments where a character gets damaged and then you see the character and they're perfectly fine, no damage at all. And I don't know, they could be instant self-healing, something like that. That's fine, then that explains that. But other than that, it just left me wanting more from the artwork but the storyline i loved 
So we'll see what happens with it in the future. I may or may not get some of the final issues and then hope to find the other ones or I'll just trade it out, which more than likely I'll just do that. And then we have Steak Presents Jessamine number two. Now this, I guess, is a part of a three-part run because the third one just came out on Kickstarter yesterday or today. And if you get on it right now, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the first day I post it, you have... When they put the Kickstarter up, you have 48 hours to be part of the early bird special where you get another comic, another issue. All you have to do is pay $1 shipping. You get the comic for free as an add-on to your Kickstarter, whichever tier you decide to take. Uh, When I jumped on the Kickstarter the first day, which I believe was today. Uh, it was already half filled, the Kickstarter, so they'll easily fill this one again, and that means we'll get a bunch of extra freebies, little add-ons that'll be put up for uh, bonuses. So look forward to those, because the first these first two issues had lots of fun bonuses with them. Uh, this gets in. The storyline has to deal a lot with slavery. Um, you see a group of vampires that are that have a commune. Uh, well. Uh, Oh, what do you call it? Not a ranch, uh, estate, uh, whatever the hell the jackass slavers call it that they lived in back in the day. And uh, you follow the storyline of a group of vampires that are feasting on their slaves. And you got Jessime that's wandering in the midst and you get to see what happens when she shows up to the party and this this leads right into the third and final issue so i'm really looking forward to how this finishes i really enjoy the steak run that Jessamy crosses into, which was a six-issue run, I believe, which right now I believe you can get the whole collect. Actually, on that Kickstarter, if you join, you can you can get, there's tiers where you can get all three books if you want them. Actually, the tier that I picked, I get all three books with connecting covers. So I'm going to have duplicate and multiple copies of this storyline. 
But there was one tier where you could get the six-issue run of steak also. So check that out. And then our final comic that we're going to talk about is Where Starships Go to Die. This is also an Aftershock comic, one of the three that they came out with this year at the same time. The other, the third one is A Calculated Man, which I have not checked out, so I know nothing about that one. But in Where Starships Go to Die, writer Mark Sable and artist Alberto Lacatelli bring us to the depths of the ocean to recover a downed interstellar starship called the Daedalus. This faster-than-light ship could bring hope to our heroes, but it could also spell disaster as they discover something extraterrestrial has stowed away on the wreck. And it's not what I expected. When I first read this storyline, it had me wanting to get into it. And then I read it over and over the basis and I'm like thinking that we're going to get something Cthulhu out of this and it's completely different than that it's definitely alien it's interesting watching the ship crash seeing the storyline about other things and this one and the other astronaut down both have some nice unclassified. This one has unclassified information in the back that you can read and learn a little bit of extra stuff from. That one's got some extra information, too, about the astronauts in the back that you can check out. So it's a nice little bonus in there to get you deeper into the story. Uh, I like when they do stuff like that, like Undiscovered Country did with the maps and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we get to see what happens when they they race to get ahead of the U.S. and China, who are also headed towards this area where these ships have sunk, and they are ahead of the game, and they make an attempt to bring some ship up that they come across and you get to see what they find inside, which is actually very interesting. But the whole storyline went a different route than I thought it was going to go. I'm glad I didn't jump on this one also. Uh, It didn't pull me in like it would have if it was what I thought it was going to be. Then I would have been bummed out and I would have been more interested in it in it but this alien aspect of it the way they're going with it yeah we'll see it's just a different version of something I've seen many times before so I want new stuff I want stuff that's going to catch my interest intrigue me and just surprise me 
along the way. But yeah, that was it for the comics. I got too bad I don't have camera on today because I got a couple baby robins that are playing with each other out here outside the window while a bunch of other birds are taking baths and the squirrels stuffing their face. And it's funny because these baby robins look bigger than the parents. They're just so goofy looking though. You can tell they're youngins. Uh, yeah, that's it for the comic portion of it. I suppose I can end this segment with a couple facts. See what we got. One night, two men took $125 worth of food from a small store. On the way back to their apartment, they began to eat the food they had just stolen. They left a trail of beer cans and potato chips all the way from the store to their apartment. The police had no trouble following the trail. Then the men were arrested. So you see, crime doesn't pay. And that includes the crime of littering. I mean, they're going to get nailed for theft, they're going to get nailed for littering, and they're going to get all kinds of fines and say, you dumbasses. The shortest war took place in 1896. It was fought between Zanzibar and the United Kingdom. It lasted 38 minutes. Shortest fight at our high school was between me and a friend, probably, because bunch of the dumbass kids made rumors that were false and got us all set up to go fight at the train tracks where we'd always fight when we had to get our differences out and of course neither one of us said the shit we said but they just wanted to see a fight so they figured they'd pick us two out and just get us pissed off at each other but we're friends so why are we gonna get pissed at each other (laughs) actual friends Albert Einstein the world famous scientist failed his first college entrance exam jeez what a loser alright we're going to end this here and we'll get back to you with the little health portion right after this All right, let's get to the health portion. Talk about some ways to lose weight without dieting or exercise. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I think no matter what, you got to at least diet. Chew thoroughly and slow down. So if you eating your food slowly can help you feel more full with fewer calories. It's an easy way to lose weight and prevent weight gain. I don't think it's an easy way. I think if you start eating the way you do now and you just chew more and maybe eat less, it might be a good start to a diet, but I wouldn't call it an easy way to lose weight and prevent weight gain. 
Some smaller plates might help you out. They could trick your brain into thinking you're eating more than you actually are. Therefore, it's smart to consume unhealthy foods from smaller plates, causing you to eat less. You can eat plenty of protein. Adding protein to your diet has been linked to weight loss, even without exercise or conscious calorie restriction. If you keep unhealthy foods on your counter, you are more likely to have an unplanned snack. This is linked to increased weight and obesity. It's better to help better to keep healthy foods like fruits and vegetables in plain sight. It's like, yeah, we got crap on our counter. And I try and keep a couple types of vegetable or fruits on the counter. And the fruits never get eaten. They just turn black and just sit there while the desserts and sweets get picked at by everybody. Every time you're up there standing there walking around bored, you're picking at the sweets and ignoring the apple, banana, the oranges. And you ask them, well, well, they're so hard to peel. It's like, but you can open up a box. You can cut the item and stuff it in your face or open something up and smear something else on it and take the time to do that but it's just so terribly hard to peel something vicious fiber is particularly helpful in reducing appetite and food intake this fiber forms gel that slows down digestion little snot phlegm fill in your belly Drink water regularly. Drinking water before meals may help you eat fewer calories. Replacing a sugary drink with water is is particularly beneficial. Larger portion sizes have been linked to obesity and may encourage both children and adults to eat more food. Yeah, your body basically... Your stomach expands to eat those foods, and then on days when you're not doing that, then your stomach gets hungrier earlier, probably. People who eat while distracted are more likely to overeat. Paying attention to your meals may help you eat less and lose weight. It's like many of us sit in front of the TV, watch our shows while we eat. And that's just going to add on calories because you're not paying attention to what you're grabbing and stuff. You're just stuffing things in your mouth while you're watching your entertainment. Poor sleep and excess stress may imbalance several important appetite-regulating hormones causing you to eat more. It's like the stress from having a cat wake you up every three hours. That's 
that's not a good way to get a good sleep. It's going to be unbeneficial in the long run. Sugary drinks have been linked to an increased risk of weight gain and many diseases. Your brain doesn't register liquid calories as it does solid foods, making you eat more. It's like I, when I gave up sugary drinks, it, I instantly lost a bunch of weight. Uh, well, not instantly, over a few months period, but it was noticeable. Red plates may help you eat fewer unhealthy snack foods. This may be because of the color red triggers a stop reaction. So I believe we've read this one before, too, because these things, a lot of them sound familiar. Mostly common sense and then some things that we learned in the uh, learned over over time may have heard some of those little tips and tricks most of them have been represented many times before throughout life Uh, cognitive changes with Secondary progressive MS. Uh, Let's see. Secondary progressive MS is a progressive condition. Over time, it can cause new cognitive symptoms to develop. It can also cause existing symptoms to get worse. You might be experiencing cognitive changes if you're forgetting things more than you used to, having difficulty finding the right words to express yourself, finding it harder to keep up with conversations or family activities, showing signs of impaired judgment or decision-making skills, finding it harder to navigate social relationships, and receiving worse evaluations at school or work. If you experience cognitive decline, your doctors may use one or more tests to identify the causes of those changes. And definitely talk to your medical staff, your health crew, and see what you can do to make things better. See if there's any type of medications you can try, some physical therapy, psychological therapy, and cognitive therapy. There's all kinds of things. There's games and stuff. You know, build your brain with puzzles and reading and all that. All the little things. Keep a notepad to keep notes. Instead of trying to remember things. Uh, Let's see here. 
Your doctor's recommended treatment plan will depend on the cause of the cognitive changes. Your doctor may also refer to a psychologist or other specialist for testing and treatment. There's different things that your doctor or specialist may also encourage you to do to participate in things that are mentally stimulating, uh, different activities and stuff. This may help build your cognitive reserves. For example, you might find it helpful. Uh, hello. Yeah. All right. Okay, I guess I will. <laughs> All right, bye. Well, that wasn't a fun telemarker. That was someone telling me I have to go pick them up. So I got to get this gone through. <laughs> uh, some changes you can make to your daily habits. You can make more time for rest and take breaks when you feel fatigued or distracted. You can focus on a thing at a time and limit the amount of multitasking that you do. We None of us can multitask. It's, we think we can, but it's been proven that we can't. Uh, reduce background noise and other distractions when you're trying to concentrate. Use an agenda, journal, or note-taking app to keep track of upcoming events, and to-do lists, important ideas, and other information. Set alerts on your smartphone to remind you about important dates, deadlines, or daily tasks. And there's lots of little things you can do to boost your cognitive stuff. You could do like me and start a podcast to help you. It's in, made my cognitive issues better. But they're still bad, but they're better than they were. Uh, let's see, can remission occur with secondary progressive MS? I don't think so, but if you have SPMS, you probably won't go through periods of complete remission when all the symptoms go away, but you may go through periods when the disease is more or less active. It's like, yeah, duh. That's every stage, in my opinion, and you're going to have periods where things are way more intense than other periods where they're going to be less intense, but they're going to probably still be there or be looming in the background, just waiting to come out again and rear their ugly faces. Uh, when SPMS is more active with progression, symptoms get worse and disability increases. When it's less active without progression, symptoms may plateau for a period of time. To limit the activity and progression of SPMS, your doctor may prescribe disease-modifying therapy, DMTs. This type of medication may help slow or prevent the development of the disability. I haven't been too impressed with the three I've tried so far. Uh, new symptoms may develop or exist, existing symptoms may get worse. Symptoms like fatigue, dizziness, 
pain, itching, numbness, tingling. These are all for people with SPMS. Muscle weakness, muscle spasticity, visual problems, balance problems, walking problems, bladder problems, bowel problems, sexual dysfunction, cognitive changes, emotional changes. All kinds of fun things that you can pretty much have in any of the stages, just more intense, in my opinion. Uh, For example, you might benefit from things to help your cognitive function, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech-language therapy, and cognitive rehabilitation, and a use of an assisted device, such as a cane or walker, wheelchair, whatever you need to get around. Uh, If you no longer walk for short or long distances, your doctor will likely encourage you to use a motorized scooter or wheelchair to get around. These devices can help you maintain your mobility and independence. Uh, Let your doctor know if you're finding it harder to walk or complete other daily Activities, as time goes on, they might prescribe medications, rehabilitation therapies, or assisted devices to help manage the condition. It's like, I'm just, I want some freaking answers from my MS specialist. I really wish he'd talk to me about these things, but anytime I ask for help with pain and issues, it's like, oh, I'll send you to this person. I'll send you to this person. It's like, I'm here with you right now, Doc. It's like, are you going to help me or not? I don't know. I might have to change my doctors again. I'm never going to find one that listens. To learn how your condition is progressing, you should undergo a neurological exam at least once a year. It's like, yeah, I pretty much, I do. I'm going for my yearly gait test and response test and all that stuff that the neurologist does and sends me on my way with a list of people to see to answer the questions that I asked him about sucks because all doctor appointments right now are three to 12 months off it's like I can't get in anywhere I don't understand since COVID happened either a bunch of doctors quit or something's going on because they don't have hardly anybody in the waiting rooms anymore and it takes forever to get an appointment what is the Ornish diet I've never heard of it It is a popular diet. It's not that popular if I've never heard of it. It promises to help reverse chronic disease and enhance health. Oh, God. What's this shit? Let's see. Overall rating, it got a 4.08. The Ornish diet is a low-fat, lacto-ovo vegetarian diet. It's flexible and easy to follow, and it may help increase weight loss and protect against chronic disease. However, it's low in healthy fats, 
and may increase your risk of nutritional deficiencies. Yay! The Ornish diet is a low-fat, lacto-ovo-vegetarian diet. What is a lacto-ovo-vegetarian diet? It focuses on plant-based ingredients like fruits, veggies, whole grains, and legumes. Unlike many other fad diets, the Ornish diet is straightforward and easy to follow. There is no need to count calories or track your nutrient intake, and no foods are completely off-limits as part of the diet, aside from most animal products. However, meat, fish, and poultry are not included in the diet, and high-fat foods like nuts, seeds, and vegetable oils are permitted only in limited amounts. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and soy foods are key components of the Ornish diet and should comprise of the majority of your meals. Egg whites are also permitted, and up to two daily servings of non-fat dairy products like milk and yogurt can be enjoyed as well. This sounds like the food pyramid diet to me, minus meats. Uh, You're eating low-fat, plant-based foods, limiting animal products, refrying carbs, high-fat foods, and processed ingredients. It may be associated with several health benefits. It may aid in weight loss. Any diet can aid in weight loss if you change your eating habits and you eat less. It may aid in disease prevention, but we don't know for sure. You got to check it out. It's also more flexible and easier to follow than other diet plans. They say you can eat almost anything, and then they instantly limit the things you can eat. So, The Ornish diet is very low in healthy fats and requires careful planning to prevent nutritional deficiencies. Foods you can eat, like fruits, like apples, bananas, oranges, kiwi, grapefruit, berries, pomegranate, melons, pears and apricots, vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, peppers, garlic, onions, spinach, zucchini, legumes like kidney beans, chickpeas, lentils, black beans, lima beans, pinto beans, whole grains like quinoa, amaranth, buckwheat, barley, farro, brown rice, and oats, Protein sources like tempeh, tofu, egg whites, herbs and spices like garlic, cumin, turmeric, coriander, cilantro, parsley, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So a bunch of shit. A few good things, but a bunch of crap. Foods that are limited are nuts and seeds. Low-fat packaged foods, caffeinated beverages, dairy products, fats, like olive oil, avocados, coconut oil. All the good shit's limited, but you can have the crap. I don't understand. Refined carbs, alcohol up to one serving per day, processed foods. It's like, why even drink if you're not going to get drunk? Uh, avoid meat 
like beef, lamb, goat, and veal, seafood, like salmon, mackerel, tuna, anchovies, sardines, shrimp, and lobsters. A lot of stuff that's good for you. Poultry, like chicken, turkey, goose, and duck, and egg yolks. It's like, yeah, I don't see this being a beneficial diet at all. But hey, if you want to try it, try it. Look it up. See what you can do. See if it can help you. I got to go pick someone up, so I better get going. They're wondering what's up. They could have just hopped in a car, got a ride home with someone that's driving right past the house. (sighs) Instead, make the MS or do it. He's not doing anything else. Oh, well. I deserve it. I did something in my past life that's making me pay for this shit. I am in so much pain today. I just want to collapse. I do not want to climb into that car again. I have to run around again for the third time today. But oh well. It's my life. Could be worse, I guess. But be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick chat a monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. Send questions, comments to Kevin the Duck Pool at that Kevin the Duck Pool at gmail.com. Oh, I'm falling asleep here too. I need to wake up. But check out Crimson Call Comic Club under the call under the call of MS. Audio video, we got you our YouTube YouTube channel now under the call of MS, same name, different stuff, same name. The videos that I do on there, I do not do audio versions of them on here. So if you want to see them, you have to go on YouTube to see those and please give them a thumbs up and subscribe. If you can, throw some comments in there and help me. Get some other people to notice this stuff, but I'm going to go for now. Be good to yourselves. Be good to everybody else. And we will get back to you soon.